The man who refuses to quit cannot be stopped. My name's Shawn Michael Crane. Welcome to the Unstoppable Mindset Podcast. Welcome back to the Unstoppable Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Shawn Michael Crane. We're bringing you another fire episode today. And we're down here in Pierpont, California at the Wonder Mouse Production Studio. I got my guys, Matt Fleming and the man behind the Land Zimmy. And we're going to talk about something today that I think is very important to discuss. I got a lot of topics I want to cover, but I want to share with you guys why I was able to actually change my life when I went to prison. You know, a lot of people hear my story about my transformation. Uh, Sean went to prison. He said he didn't do the crime. He came back. He wrote a book. He's coaching. He's doing all these things. And people are so intrigued by the prison aspect of things. Um, I was more intrigued by the changes I was going through because they were so profound. So I want to talk to you about why I was able to change on such a deep and fundamental level, like my literally my thoughts, my beliefs my spirit, like everything was just revived and, and altered and it transformed. And this was happening moment to moment, literally right before my very eyes. So most of you listening, if not all of you have never been in that type of situation. You've never been put in a small cement box where you stayed for over 2000 days. I have a unique experience and I learned some very, very profound things throughout that ordeal that I, I feel compelled to share with the world. My message and my mission is to share everything that I experienced within myself throughout my time of incarceration that helped me to change my life so that you can do the same within your life. Now, the first thing that I want to talk about is what really took place, and that's a rewiring of my brain. Like you hear people use this term all the time. You got to rewire your brain. You got to rewire your brain. What the hell does that even mean, right? Well, this isn't some woo-woo personal development where you're going to suddenly manifest all your dreams and goals overnight. That's not what we're talking about at all. What we're talking about is how your life experience impacts who you are and then how to create experiences that allow you to grow. Because without you changing your mindset and evolving your mindset, you will never change your results. And Albert Einstein is quoted as saying, the mind that a problem was first created will not be the same mind that problem is resolved. Meaning in order to elevate your results in life, in order to get better results, in order to grow your business, in order to develop life-changing habits, in order to have better relationships, in order to evolve your identity and who you are and who you perceive yourself to be, there has to be an evolution of your identity. And there has to be an evolution of your mindset. This is the only way it takes place. Now, there's three ways that we can rewire the brain. Trauma, novel experience, and repetition. Now, you don't need all three of those simultaneously, but you do need three or, or a couple of those in some varying degree consistently over periods of time in order to really shift the way you think and feel, alter your perception, and change your own self-image. Now, growing up, I had a lot of traumatic events. I come from a broken home. I saw my parents fighting. Both my parents battled drug and alcohol addiction. At a young age, I saw my mother overdose two, three, four times right in front of me. I saw my mom and dad fighting physically. I saw them both arrested. The cops came to our house. And then at the age of 14, I lost both my parents. I lost my dad to state prison and my mom to the streets. 
And I went through so much at such a young age, I was completely broken. I didn't know how to deal with that trauma. So I ran from it. I used drugs, I drank, I stopped going to school. I completely changed overnight. And it was because I was unwilling to face what I was going through. I was unwilling to accept it. I didn't know how to process it. And I didn't want to, I wanted to pretend it didn't happen. Now, this is what often occurs with people who experience trauma. One of two things. Number one, you are in denial about what you've experienced. You won't talk about it. You don't want to be around people that remind you of those incidents or situations. You run from it. You use drugs and alcohol like I did. You do whatever you can to pretend it wasn't real. Now, the other way that people often deal with traumatic events is by developing a victim mindset. They start to always expect the worst to happen to them in their lives. They always talk about themselves or their lives in a very negative way. They oftentimes are resentful towards people from the past, or they blame other people for their life circumstances. Now, the problem with someone who has a victim mindset, we go through things that are tragic, and we can't change that, and, and we can't prevent it. You know, there's actually a statistic that 70% of adults will experience trauma at some point in their life one or more times. So that means most of you listening to this have experienced something traumatic to a degree, or you will. So pay attention here, because you don't want to be like me, the guy that lived for 10 years in denial and wasted 10 years of his life. And you don't want to be the guy who develops a victim mindset from those events when you were 13, 14 years old, and now you're 34, still blaming other people, still complaining about your life because you haven't been able to resolve them. That's what typically happens. For me, from 14 to 24, I was in denial. So I perpetuated my pain, my problems by not facing them. And I continued to recycle those things into my present and future. That's what happens to a lot of people who develop a victim mindset as well. Now, the only way that you're able to use trauma to your advantage is by changing the meaning that you associate with those events. So for me, this happened when I went to prison. I found myself confined in a small little cell. I was looking at life in prison. I was there for a crime I didn't even commit. It was so shocking to me that I was in that jail cell and they were accusing me of the crime that I didn't commit. I couldn't even comprehend it. I couldn't believe this was happening to me. Here I was a guy for 10 years running from my problems, in denial, not accepting my past. And now I found myself in another traumatic situation, something that was so difficult for me to even grasp as real. And I remember just sitting in my cell, contemplating my life, playing back memories from childhood, adolescence, all the memories that I had to that point. And I started experiencing an immense amount of regret. I talk about this all the time. And this is the driving force behind my actions today is the regret I faced in that cell. And I remember I just started thinking, man, you know, why is this happening to me? Why has my life turned out this way? I lost my parents. I didn't play sports in high school. You know, I, I haven't lived as the person I want to be. Now I'm in prison and I'm going away forever. It's over. It's done. And in that moment, I started realizing that the way I was talking to myself was making everything a million times worse. And I didn't really know what the future held in store for me. Maybe new information came out tomorrow and they let me out and I was free. Or maybe I ended up doing a year in prison. I could get out and live a good life. Like I didn't actually know, but I was projecting into the future as if I did. And it was making everything worse. So I remember in that instant, I started changing my internal self-talk and dialogue. I started asking myself different questions that led to me feeling a different way. And it started with things as simple as, man, what if I needed this time away from my dad and toxic relationships just to really figure out who I am as a person? Or man, maybe if I didn't go to prison, I never would have got sober 
and I would have died in a year from now. You know, maybe I needed this time away to really like gather myself and figure out what I want to do with my life. And I needed, you know, this time in this cell to, to think and find myself. And I started going into this internal dialogue and it started shifting everything for me. Right. I started to believe that maybe God put me in that cell for a reason and that my life actually had purpose. And that was just a pause, you know, a temporary reprieve from the mission and the purpose that I have here on this earth. And so it was the meaning that I started attaching to my set of circumstances that helped me to find a gratitude and appreciation for being incarcerated for my life, for everything that I overlooked in my adolescence when I was in denial and running from my problems. It changed all that for me. And I started looking at prison as a blessing in disguise. So that traumatic event then catapulted me into the life I live today. And that's what I want to share with you briefly right here is it's the meaning that you attach to these situations that you go through that lead to the way that you feel or handle them. And the way that we react to life's situations and circumstances is going to be more impactful than what we actually go through. So for 10 years, I was in denial. I was still a victim of circumstance. I was angry at my parents. I was heartbroken. And because of that, I couldn't change. Any day I could have made the choice to change. Any day I could have got sober. I could have stopped hanging out with those friends that I was getting in trouble with. I could have went back to school. I could have played sports. I could have started becoming somebody I was proud of, but I chose not to because I was in denial. So if you're somebody listening to this and that resonates with you, you have to go back in your mind and think about what you've gone through. And try to find some different meaning in your pain and suffering that's going to lead you to having a greater understanding or depth about yourself and your life. You see, oftentimes these traumatic events can help us to find a greater appreciation for what we have. Like prison and having my freedom and everything taken away made me love it and want it that much more right? All the relationships I took for granted, the moments that you have with your loved ones that you're overlooking, like when you go through difficult times, when you lose someone, when you suffer, when you endure pain, you start to look at all these moments that we take for granted and you realize how precious and special they are. And this goes for anyone that has experienced something difficult. It's not just going to prison. It's not just the death of a loved one. These are things like being bullied when you're younger. Maybe you went through a, a tough breakup, right? Or you went through a divorce, or maybe you lost your job, or maybe the economy is down, and you're stressing over money, like trauma hits people in different ways. And there's varying degrees. It's a, a spectrum, right of pain. And so my pain when my parents went through all that stuff and left us was like a 10 prison was a 10. Those were very intense traumatic moments. But I've been through a lot of things since then that were very difficult. And because of that life experience, I know how to deal with it. I know how to handle it. I know how to talk to myself about those situations that's going to lead me to growing and learning through them versus feeling like a victim and suffering because I'm unable to. So the second way that we can really rewire the brain and reprogram the way we think and feel and our perspective and everything about us is novel experience. That's what prison did for me. Once I was able to accept what I was going through and find the deeper meaning behind that set of circumstances, I started taking action to better myself. And this started with trivial, silly little things, man. To the listener, this doesn't sound you know, very impactful, but for me, it changed my whole life. I started looking up words in a pocket dictionary in my jail cell. I started getting out of my comfort zone. I started reading new books. I started trying things that I otherwise wouldn't have tried. Now, my whole life, I was very closed-minded. Uh, my whole life, I didn't want to get out of my comfort zone. I was scared of being a failure. I was scared of things not going well. I was scared of being made fun of. All the judgments, all the fears that hold people back, I had them. So in prison, I remember I just made a promise to myself that I'm going to do whatever I can 
to better myself each and every day. I'm gonna take action every single day. And that started in my jail cell, looking up words in a pocket dictionary, writing poems to girls that my cellmate was writing to, like getting out of my comfort zone, um, using the words that I was looking up in my pocket dictionary and letters back home, using those words when I spoke to people. Like I was really making an effort to change and to grow. And this is something I hadn't done for such a long time, but those novel experiences started sparking growth in me. Then when I got to prison, I had the opportunity to um, share my story in a drug program I was in. I had to get up on a podium and talk in front of other inmates about my past and my drug use. And I did a really bad job of sharing my story. I got nervous. I tell this, this particular story all the time. My voice got red. It was quivering. You know, it was like, uh, you know, I couldn't hold my speech well. My hands were shaking. And that experience, you know, wasn't the best one for me, but it was a novel experience. It was new. It was me getting out of my comfort zone. And because of that, you know, I thought to myself, well, I want to keep speaking. I want to get better at speaking. So I started attending Toastmasters in prison. I started working on how I would articulate my message. I started really focusing on my, my pronunciation, you know, I want to be an eloquent individual. So that experience of getting behind that podium, that novel experience sparked this growth, sparked these ideas, sparked this creativity within me. Now I literally get paid to travel and speak. Now I put out content on social media every day. But the person I am today was born in those moments, right? The guy who became a best-selling author a year ago, he was the guy that first picked up that pocket dictionary in a jail cell with nothing going for him. But he just wanted to grow. He wanted to learn. He was seeking novel experience because I realized that if I didn't change, and I mean change everything about me, that I had no hope for the future to have a better life or a different life. I knew that I had to change every little thing about me. I had to get sober. I had to educate myself. I had to put myself out of my comfort zone. I had to face my fears. And that's what I was doing. So those novel experiences, this is why they're so important. There is no growth in your comfort zone. It ceases to exist. Growth takes place out of your comfort zone because you're forced to adapt. And when you do that, when you get out of your comfort zone, yeah, it's scary. Yeah, you're worried about the worst case scenario. But man, let me tell you this, you're more capable than you realize. So things are going to go better than you're projecting them to go. Not only that, but you create so much energy internally, so much creativity, so much inspiration is derived from you getting out of your comfort zone. It sparks that growth. And from there, new opportunities are going to start to surface. Things that you never thought were possible start to materialize. And as long as you keep getting out of your comfort zone and seeking these novel experiences, right? Go to events, seek out mentors, read new books, do things differently, hang out with different friends, join clubs, go on trips. Like I want you right now, if you're listening to this, to write down 10 things you can do this year that are different than you normally would do that you know would be good for you that would spark growth inside of you. Now, the third thing that I want to talk about when it comes to rewiring the brain that I experienced in prison is repetition. Prison forced me to grow in ways I otherwise wouldn't because it removed the distractions from my life and it helped me to focus on a couple things that I could do each and every day that I could do to the best of my ability. And that is such a profound thing. I want you to really make sure you pay attention here. Prison removed my distractions and it helped me to focus on a couple simple things I could do each and every day that would help me to feel proud of who I was and that would better my life. These things were working out, reading, writing, and that was really it. Those three things, working out, reading, and writing every single day. And I would do them every single day without failure, every day, over and over and over. And you see, it's the repetition that starts to shift and change how you think about yourself. It's the repetition that starts to streamline those neural networks in your brain. We talk about rewiring the brain. 
right? Novel experience creates what we call neurogenesis. That's the creation of new brain cells. You can only have this take place by getting novel experience, right? So like when you go to a new country, um, when you develop a new relationship, when you achieve a new goal, like when you get out of your comfort zone, it sparks that neurogenesis. But it's the repetition of doing these things over and over and over that streamline the communication in your brain between these new brain cells you're creating. And that's where you actually change, like on a fundamental level, right? On a cognitive level, on an intellectual level, that's where the change actually takes place and is cemented in place. So for me, prison did that. 2007 days of reading, writing, working out. When I got out, I knew who I was. And I knew I was capable because I proved it to myself. Most people listening to this want the results. You want the success. You want to improve who you are in some capacity, but you're not willing to stay consistent long enough to see those results materialize. That's society's biggest problem. That's why, you know, things like fast food and, you know, being able to purchase things instantly on your TV or order packages to your door on Amazon or pick up groceries. You don't even have to get your ass out of the car and go in and get your groceries, right? All these ways that we've made life easier um, and all these comforts are actually a detriment to you because people don't work hard long enough to get what they want. They want it now. We live in a now society where we want things instantaneously, but that's not the way your best self is created. Your best self is forged through repetition each and every day. And I share this message a lot because I feel like I have to hammer it home. I'm repetitive in my message because this is what it takes to get through to you guys. So those are the three ways that prison allowed me to rewire my brain. And what that did was it helped me to elevate my mindset, expand my perspective, change my internal self-talk, and ultimately change the way I viewed myself. So when I came home from prison, I was literally a new person an evolved person, a transformed person. Now, if you want to be different in five years from now, like I was in my five years during incarceration, you have to start doing things that get you out of your comfort zone. You have to start thinking differently about the challenges you've been through, the trauma, the things that you still, you know, allow to hold you back. Because most of you listening have trauma in your past that you haven't resolved. Most of you listening have created a victim mindset around those events. Most of you listening are still in denial. You won't talk about these things. You don't want to face them. You want to pretend they didn't happen, but they did happen. And you can never change that. What you can do is learn to accept them and learn to find meaning in your pain, meaning in your suffering, meaning in your loss, a meaning that gives your life a greater purpose. Then you can move forward into those novel experiences. Then you can move forward into creating repetitious actions that move your life forward in the direction you want to go. Otherwise, in five years, you're going to be the same person complaining about the same shit with the same results. Is that who you want to be? Or do you want to be that person your heart is calling you to be? Let's go. Thanks for checking out the episode. Please make sure to subscribe from whatever platform you're tuning in from to check out more content from Unstoppable Mindset in the future. I'd love it if you could leave a review as well and make sure to share this episode with someone that can find value in this message. You can find me on all major social media platforms at Shawn Michael Crane, as well as on YouTube at Unstoppable Mindset. I'm going to keep bringing you value and fire to serve you in your life.